TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Online with us to talk about the Jets, the Giants, and other things NFL. Outstanding reporter for NFL Network. He's Mike Garofalo. Mike, Peter Schwartz, how are you? Uh, good, Peter. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. I know you... We're at the game tonight, and uh, obviously there was a lot of, you know, focus, a lot of eyeballs on on Aaron Rodgers. He played the couple of series through the touchdown pass, and uh, from your perspective, uh, what did you think uh, of him and, and how the Jets' offense, uh, all but one piece of it, the left tackle, all in place tonight? Yeah, and and the running backs, which uh, and the running backs, yep. Get back. Yeah, hoping to get them into the fold. And um, look, I, it just it was. Uh, it's what they wanted. I mean, I, I, I mentioned this coming in. They, they wanted to have the players who haven't played with Rodgers before, and that's certainly the bulk of, of the guys that are out there, uh, to see what it's like with him on a game day. Um, so they wanted to be able to kind of go out there, play a series, come back to the sideline, make some adjustments, go back out, and see if uh, those adjustments can then pan out. And, and it was perfect because – Wink Martindale gives you all kinds of looks. He was, I was laughing to myself, and actually Rodgers was laughing after the game talking about it. Uh, you, you get up to the line, and, and there's eight men at the line, and who's going to come and who's going who's gonna to drop. And it's, you know, it used to be in the preseason everything was vanilla, and here's Wink uh, showing you your zero pressure look, and are they going to stay in it? Are they going to come? So, listen, even though there are backups in there, there were a couple of things that kind of confused them early on, and, hey, we've got to adjust for it. They didn't really game plan. Uh, and they did that, and they came back, and they were successful in the second drive. It's exactly what Robert Sala wanted. Uh, so they got those vibes going. It's, it was a dress rehearsal in a few ways, uh, and it's, it's so difficult now because there's three preseason games, and everybody kind of attacks it differently. Last week the Giants played their starters for uh, a series, and the Jets this week are playing their guys, and the Giants are saying, no, we already got the work in. Some guys don't play their guys at all. Some guys like Mike Tomlin want to play him in every game. So it's like it, it mm-hmm. used to be the third preseason game was a dress rehearsal for everybody. Now it's like it doesn't really line up. Who cares? You get in, you get your work done, and it's exactly what Salah wanted tonight. Yeah, the the Giants, you know, back up front line gave the Jets offensive line a little bit of trouble on that first drive, as you mentioned. But then they, they settled down, and, and we find out after the game that Mekhi Becton is named the starting right tackle. And I mentioned earlier on the show he could turn out to be one of the great stories in the NFL this year, after what he's been through for the last two years, working to get that weight down and, and work his way back in training camp this year to the point where he was given a chance to be the starting right tackle, and he's performed very well. I thought he looked really, really good in the couple of series. Tonight, how impressed have you been with the resurrection of Mekhi Becton? It's 
yeah, listen, there's a lot of factors at play. There's the knee. There's uh, where he is mentally. There's where he is weight-wise. This is all the stuff coming into the draft that uh, certainly from a physical standpoint, everybody kind of knew what the ceiling was, but there were concerns about how he would respond, certainly at the NFL level. Um, and for him to kind of bounce back after he took shots at the team, right? I mean, he blamed the Jets for mm-hmm. the knee injury back in, what was it, May? Um, yeah. And then starts training camp, and the knee's bothering him again. And basically, at some point, it's hard to say to a guy, but it's like you got to tough it out, right? Like you're coming back from uh, an issue. You've got our, our, an arthritic condition or whatever it is he's got going on in there. Like you just have to power through. Um, it, it's 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 hard to, to kind of say that to a guy, but the Jets have, and they've done it in the right way. And uh, I urge you to go check out Aaron Rodgers' comments. Cause, uh, so Becton comes to the sideline. He hugs Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's hugging a bunch of other people. And I'm like, boy, Mekhi Becton, you know, he, he's, he's, he's enjoying yep. the, uh, <laughs> the atmosphere tonight and, and probably feels like a weight off his shoulders because he played so well in a, in a game that, you know, he basically had been anointed the starter for this game and had to hold on to it, and he did. Uh, so I asked Rogers. I said, you know, we came up and hugged you. What, what did you say? And uh, I tweeted out the the transcript of it. And the, and the short version was, he told us that I love him. Uh, and uh, you know, he says, uh, his, the last month, he says, I know he probably hasn't talked to you guys much, but the last month, um, he, he's really come a long way. And 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 Rogers, I thought was uh, uh, really, uh, uh, you know, not philosophical, but really uh, uh, had an in depth answer about you know when you embrace somebody and when you when you when you love them up you know you start to see that confidence grow and 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 that love that they've been showing him has been rewarded with good play lately so we'll see if it lasts uh certainly in a good place right now peter no question about it yeah aaron Rodgers had that one bit of trouble on that first drive where he had to get the ball away when the pressure came from isaiah simmons and then on you know, on the on the touchdown drive he was involved in a little bit of a, a little bit of a brouhaha there with Jihad Ward right before he threw the touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. I know after the game he was asked about it. He said you have to wait for hard knocks. But you were on the field. How did you see that play out? Yeah. Uh, well, during the game, I'm up in the press box, but I did I did see it happen. I said, "What is he going after?" And then uh, was able to kind of see the replay in house where uh, he kind of gave him a little bit of a nudge. Ward did, and it was it was late. It was unnecessary. It was not bad. It was nothing bad. It was mm-hmm. just a little little nudge to let you know I'm there if you didn't see it. Uh, but it was enough to, for Rodgers. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been pissed too. Uh, <laughs> and and Rodgers uh, kind of gave him a shove back. Uh, if I asked Salah about it, and Salah hadn't seen it and didn't wasn't aware of it, uh, certainly I'm sure he is by now. Uh, but Rodgers, after the game, saying, you know, they said, well, Jihad Ward shoved you. And he says, yeah, well, I shoved him back. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he mentioned – uh, you know, some uh, showing to some of these guys that maybe didn't realize he's got a little spunk left in him. Uh, you know, that was that was a good. Listen, he went through uh, he went through all the emotions. He comes out, he flashes the uh, ASL symbol to the crowd for "I love you." Yeah. Uh, then he's you know running a little bit to, to kind of escape. Uh, a little frustrated after that first series, he's shoving Ward. And then he's celebrating. You know, he went through kind of all the emotions. For him, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was it was good to run the gamut of emotions and, uh, you know, feel a little bit of love. I, I honestly, Peter, I, you know, I, I know it was a Giants home game. Uh, but in the preseason, tickets change hands, right? Yes, Whether they sure they do. Give it, give it to your neighbor or you resell them. Uh, I, you know, for, for, the, for the second preseason game uh, that I covered, the, uh, the Giants fans, uh, I tell you, they oh, we bought it for five bucks. Well, because... Somebody had to buy them for season tickets, and they said, well, I'd rather 
get lunch tomorrow and get five bucks a ticket for four tickets than, than, you know, have them go to waste completely. So I thought we were going to see a lot more green. Giants fans, especially because the Giants starters weren't playing, we knew that. The Giants fans showed up. I, I, I thought it was really going to be more of a Jets crowd. Uh, but it was uh, certainly a balanced crowd, maybe even more blue there. No question about it. Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network joining us here on The Fan to talk about uh, the Jets and the Giants and the Jets winning the preseason game 32-24. A couple more Jet things, and we'll move on to the, the Giants from a Jets perspective. Obviously, Corey Davis retiring um, you know, leaves them a little a little thin at the wide receiver spot. I, I I would expect maybe you do too. The Jets will be active on the waiver wire, looking for somebody who gets cut. Or how confident would the Jets be in in keeping an extra one of their young receivers, particularly a guy like Xavier Gibson, who had a big game tonight? Yeah, you know I I don't know that they've got a lot of flexibility, especially if they're going to keep three quarterbacks. And it sounds like they are, and it sounds like that's what Rodgers wants, certainly with Tim Boyle uh, to hang around. So so that that. You get the extra roster spot on on game day because of the new third quarterback or the new old rule, um, but you still have to carry the quarterback on the on the roster, so that takes a, a guy away there. Uh, McCall Hardman on that play where he went down and went to the locker room. I saw him after the game. He just had a wrap on his little pinky. He probably dislocated it. Um, it, it is amazing to me how a dislocated finger is just a, a nothing injury in the yeah. NFL. They pop this thing back in. It's just it would hurt me if I dislocated my finger. I, Dude, and then for them to pop it back in, and it's just like, oh, he goes back in the game. Uh, but it is a common deal that happens. I, I, my, my hunches, I didn't ask specifically, my hunches, that's what happened yeah. uh, there because he had the wrap on. It wasn't a, a big deal. He said he was fine afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tight at that receiver position. They have to figure out what uh, what they want to do. But Gibson, certainly a guy who has shown the ability here. And uh, can you get some of these guys through waivers and get them onto the practice squad? That's the question a lot of times with these guys. And the Giants are going to have – Maybe a tough decision with uh, David Sills, who, who seemed like he was the target on every play tonight. Uh, that guy was out there uh, certainly showing that he's got some ability as well. So uh, this is the game that teams are going to play over the next couple of days. Who can you get through and maybe onto your practice squad? We'll see what the Jets decide. Yeah, I said earlier, if David Sills is available, he might he might switch locker rooms at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, he's he's – He's got ability. He really does. And I know Daniel Jones likes him a lot. So I'll be keeping an eye to see what the Giants are going to do because they've got a couple of veterans in, in, in Sterling Shepard and Cole Beasley that they have to decide what they want to do with. And, you know, with the rules now, you can even put those guys onto the practice squad if, if you if you felt the need to. And nobody was really falling over themselves to sign Beasley. So maybe that's a guy that slips through. So, yeah, um, that, that's, a, that's a deep position suddenly for the Giants there. Uh, and the and the Jets, you know, they have enough veterans there. They got to decide if they want to keep these young guys on the roster or try to get them through their practice squad. And Mike, the, this Jets defense. I mean, we knew coming into the preseason that uh, that they were going to be you know, dominant and be very impressive. And there was nothing that we saw in in training camp and preseason to make us think any anything else. I mean, obviously, you know, Quinn and Williams got the big contract contract, and um, you know, the the expectations are there. But the Jets had the other pieces. You know, too, you know, in the first round pick, Will McDonald and, and Jermaine Johnson, who had another good game tonight, the second year player. Um, are, are you buying the hype on how good the Jets' defense is going to be this year? Yeah, and I was there day one of training camp, and uh, it, it was a very spirited day for the defense that day. And I think that, you know, they had kind of heard all the talk about Rodgers and. Uh, Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator, who maybe we're not giving enough credit to, and maybe we will this year when this defense, uh, if it performs, uh, 
I, I remember him back in the spring talking about, you know, yeah, they've, they've kind of heard all the stuff about the offense. Don't forget we're here. And that was the tone that they set mm-hmm. on that first day of training camp. And you saw that kind of carry through as well. Um, so it's, it's a talented group. Uh, it is a group with a lot of personality. Soft Gardner made another fantastic play. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. but he made another fantastic play on the ball today. Uh, you know, it, it, there's talent up and down that roster. Uh, on the defensive side. Jermaine Johnson, you're right. I thought he played well tonight. That was a questionable flag on him on the first series of the game. Um, and, and Sala was asked, by the way, I think they only played seven snaps, and I could tell from his tone, and I could see it in his face, it, he said, oh, I just, you know, uh, they, 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 I felt like they were ready. And I think what he really <laughs> wanted to say, and what he really was thinking was, they were beating the hell out of the Giants' backup offense. Right. And it's just like, all right, what are we doing here? Get these guys out. There's no upside here, and we're, we're really embarrassing these guys because they were they were dominating those guys. No question. Uh, so I believe that that was the truthful answer. Uh, so hey, you got what you wanted on that side of the ball as well. Yeah, we'll talk about the Giants now, and uh, obviously that not much in terms of the player personnel we saw tonight because all the starters um, basically didn't play. So, but I want to ask about the Giants, who we expect to see during the regular season. This was a playoff team a year ago, won a playoff game. And now they come back, Daniel Jones, brand new contract in hand. And, uh, you know, a team that has a lot of talent uh, in all three areas. And um, your thoughts on uh, the outlook for the Giants coming into this season? Would you expect another another playoff season from the Giants? I mean, that schedule is tough. And I hate to do that because you don't know how it's going to it's going to wind up. But uh, if if. <clears throat> if uh, the Giants don't get there this year to the postseason, um, it'd certainly be disappointing because they're a better team than they were last year, and they've built things up the way that they have uh, in the offseason to make themselves uh, stronger in, in, in certain areas with regard to having a more explosive offense and giving Jones the weapons down, uh, down the field. So uh, if they don't make the postseason, it's certainly a disappointment, and if they trip it up, it, it's because of this early slate is so tough. Um, but I mean, it's 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 the NFL, and you look at it and you say, okay, well, you know, nobody's really got it easy, um, and it's nothing that they can't survive. And really, I, I think the key for them is they played such smart football last year. And, and let's boil it. Let's take the, the the micro view of it, and that's Daniel Jones, the way that they uh, did things for him uh, to make sure he made smart decisions, and kind of said, okay. You know, listen, on this play, you don't have to read the whole field. Let's read the half field. Uh, let's make sure that we make the smart decision with the football. Well, now it's okay. we got to open it up. So can we open it up and, and, and be more of an explosive offense and not go back to you making mental mistakes? I mean, that, that's a really tough thing to do. They feel confident about it and certainly having a target in Darren Waller, provided he stays healthy, allows Daniel Jones to do that. But, but that's the biggest thing with this team is, okay, now – not just from, from Jones' standpoint, but he's representative of the whole. You know, can you try to be more explosive and, and be a team that you've got to worry about a little bit more while also making sure you play that same smart? They did not beat themselves last year. They right. really did. The only games that got away from them were probably those couple of Eagles games. And uh, outside of that, they were either in every game or playing from ahead and, and beat teams that they probably, you thought, going in had no business beating. They were able to get Saquon Barkley to agree to a, a kind of a restructured franchise one-year deal. He was looking for the long-term deal. It didn't happen. There's obviously a lot of talk around the league about you know long-term deals for, for running backs now. There's that whole controversy. But for, from Barkley's standpoint, he's in. He's, he came into camp. He's on the team, at least for this year. 
Do you do you expect there to be any distractions with him just on the one year deal, or from what you've seen in training camp so far, is it business as usual and and he's ready to help this team win? No, I, I think it's going to be okay, and I think if anything, it's a positive for the Giants. You know, it's, it doesn't doesn't hurt sometimes to have a a guy that's a little angry uh, and playing to, to to prove something to people. Um, I, you know, I, I really. I, don't, I, I feel this, but I also know this. If he had kind of stuck to the scripts a little bit and said, you know what, I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to be there for the start of training camp, even if it was just a week or so. Um, I, he could have gotten something a little bit better, kind of what uh, Josh Jacobs just got from the Raiders. Jacobs got up to $12 million and really 11.8 in, in base mm-hmm. value as long as he plays this season, whereas Barkley can earn, uh, can't even earn there on his incentives and his incentive package that he got. Um, but he wanted to be there, um, and he just didn't, didn't have the stomach to be the guy that's the the bad guy and away from the team, and he showed up and, um, you know, probably got himself an incentive package that really should have been a lot better. So um, if you're the Giants, you're still open to the I, – I honestly – let's go back. When, they, when he didn't do a long-term deal, I said, oh, that's it. This guy's just written his last uh, – season with the Giants, so let's play out this and they'll be done with it. And then once he came back, you know, I'm still not entirely confident that he – I still have to see how the season plays out, but it w- I was more open to the idea of, like, he could – no, they could work out something uh, beyond the season. They're, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to have these conversations. Now they're supposed to be uh, no negotiations till after the season, but unofficially they can have some talks and, and maybe lay the groundwork, and depending on how this season goes – uh, perhaps get himself a long-term deal to stay here. They do, they do want him back. I mean, this is this is not just a new regime saying, "Hey, we never would have drafted this guy where they drafted him, and we don't want to pay him because that's not our philosophy to pay running backs." If it all works out and it makes sense for them, uh, they, they they will welcome him back on a long-term deal. But we'll see. A long time before we get there. Couple minutes left with Mike Garofalo from NFL Network. We're talking Jets and Giants with him from a, a defensive perspective. With the Giants, they 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 I I think got a steal picking up Isaiah Simmons. A couple of days ago, he got in the game tonight. He had that pressure on Aaron Rodgers on the first drive, showed that speed um, that that made him a high draft pick. Um, When you look at him and you throw him into the mix with the Giants, giving him some more depth, I mean, how how much more impressive can the Giants' defense be now with a guy like Isaiah Simmons in the fold? I I thought that that was um, a smart move by the Giants to throw him out there and play him right away. And it, I, my hunch is that they told him, don't worry about the X's and O's that much. Like, just go out and play fast. And he did that. And he did it right off the bat. And he's creating the pressure. And Aaron Rodgers is like, this guy's been here for five minutes. Not that it's any kind of rocket science. Like, you're here. The quarterback's there. Go get him. Uh, but for him to do that right away certainly uh, led to some good vibes for him. Now, he's a tweener guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't know quite what he's supposed to be or where he's supposed to play, and that's been the issue with the Cardinals the last couple of years. But that's also an organization who um, had Hassan Reddick and didn't know where to play him. And then all of a sudden let him put his hands in the dirt the last year he was there, which set himself up for a nice contract in Carolina, which set himself up for a really nice contract with the Eagles, and now he's an established pass rusher. So that that's a team and an organization uh, that has struggled to find these roles for these guys. So maybe the Giants – have a similar situation and a similar outcome uh, with Simmons that the Eagles and, and Panthers had with Hassan Reddick. That's all that they can hope for uh, in that regard. But uh, certainly a good start for him. And Wink Martindale's the kind of guy that, you know, if you've got ability, never mind a tweener, 
When you got eight guys up the line of scrimmage, like I talked about, now all of a sudden you can use a guy uh, to his strength, and you don't have to necessarily pigeonhole him. So I think he's he's a good uh, fit for what Wink wants to do, and you know if they can find ways to do what he did tonight, certainly he'll be a great addition. A couple of non-Jet Giant questions for you, Mike. Uh, we'll start in the AFC, and a lot of buzz around the Steelers again. They had three and zero preseason, which obviously on the surface means nothing, but. Starting to see a lot of buzz about them again, and you know Kenny Pickett had a, a strong preseason. Mike Tomlin uh, spoke highly about him uh, again the other night. Uh, from your perspective, how good can the Steelers be this year? His quarterback coach is Mike Sullivan, who was the uh, Giants. Uh, he was a wide receivers coach, and he was a quarterbacks coach, and he's back as an offensive coordinator after he went to Tampa, and he worked with Eli Manning and Plexico Burris, and uh, he was a big part of Tom Coughlin's staff for uh, both of those Super Bowls. <clears throat> that Coughlin won with the Giants. And uh, every time I've talked to, to Sully about Kenny Pickett over the last couple of years since he's been drafted, man, he gushes about him. And he talks about the same kind of qualities uh, that he has that Eli Manning had. And he had the late fourth quarter comebacks uh, last year. He certainly showed the ability to do that last year. And that's something that, you know, even when things were uneven with Eli early in his career, he showed that ability to have that poise late in games. Now the, point of this offseason for Pickett and for this coaching staff was to make sure he played well uh, early in games as well. Put it all together. Don't have to rely on uh, being Houdini and have to pull things out in the fourth quarter. Uh, know that it's good when you need to do that, but can we uh, make sure that we're more explosive uh, right out of the gate? So I know that they've been extremely impressed with him, and he certainly has showed it during the preseason. And I love Mike Tomlin saying, hey, it's a great quote that he used a couple of times. If, if they're going to ask us to, to fight, we got to be able to spar. We're going to ask this to box in the regular season. We got to be able to spar in the preseason. So he did that with Kenny Pickett. You got to be feeling good uh, if you're Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. And let me ask one NFC question. One NFC team I wanted to ask about the Lions. A lot of hype coming into the season about them after uh, their campaign last year, and uh, a lot of buzz about them. Are you buying the buzz on the Lions? Can they be a playoff team? Uh, yeah, they can be. They got to stay healthy. Uh, they're not, they're not overly deep. You know, that's the thing you gotta look at this time of year. You can convince yourself that any team's gonna be good if you look at their front, uh, if you look at the, uh, the, the starting, uh, offense and defense. But guys are gonna start to fall off, right? And do you have the, the, the resources that can replace those guys? I think the Lions are, are thin in some, uh, key positions. Wide receiver being one of them certainly early in the season with Jamison Williams down. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, that's my biggest question with the Lions. If they start to lose guys to injuries in the right places, or the wrong places, I should say, uh, they, they could maybe not meet expectations. But otherwise, it's, it's great vibes up there. Uh, kudos to Jared Goff for really resurrecting his career. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of people when I thought to myself, well, that guy's just a throw-in. You're just taking on the contract. Mm-hmm. And the Lions were saying, no, we feel like he could be the quarterback of the future. Well, he proved me wrong, and he proved them right so far. So let's see if he can continue to play well. Mike, we play through the regular season. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Are the Jets and Giants both going to be in the playoffs? Um, I, the Jets are in. I, yeah. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly convinced the Jets are in. I, I know it's in vogue to say, <laughs> well, the, 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 the team that everybody's gushing over in the postseason, eh, they, they, not always. I mean, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl one year, adding a bunch of guys and, and spending a bunch in free agency and bringing guys in. And I just think the vibes with Rodgers right now, and Rodgers has shown me that any issues he had in Green Bay the last couple of years were not because his 
uh, skill set is falling off at all. He he's st- he's still got the ability and the release and everything. It's I, I I just feel like there's too much going right for the Jets right now. They're in. Uh, my question is the Giants. I'll, I'll say no on them, and I'll say it's a eight and nine, or maybe even a a Steelers like nine and eight, and they don't get in. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're not gonna fall off and suddenly be a six and eleven team. They'll be right around there. Um, you know, I, I just it's 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 not a very overly tough. NFC, but they're certainly in the toughest division. And even even the Commanders, I could see winning some games, and, and all of a sudden that starts to chip away at the record, uh, and maybe somebody's on the outside looking in. So I'll, I'll say no, but you know, by by a by a hair if they're out. Fair enough, Mike. Thank you so much for joining me on the program for a few minutes. Hope to see you out at MetLife Stadium at some point this season. Yes, you got it, Peter. Have a great day. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.